everyone, welcome to episode two of College from A to Z with Annie and Zinni. So this new year, we started a new podcast, and on our podcast, we have a conversation with a college student from a different school every single Friday. And the main mission of our podcast is to entertain. Um, and also, if you're in high school trying to pick what college you want to go to, or if you're currently in college and thinking of transferring, or if you just want to have fun、um, and listen to a podcast, then you're in the right place. Yeah. So in our podcast, we cover topics like、mm-hmm. academics, social life, health, and career. And the whole purpose of the podcast is to help you guys. So we will be providing information through interviewing college students from all over the world. Yeah, like last week we interviewed a student who goes to Brown. He's in this eight-year、um, undergrad and combined with med school program.、Um, so please go check out our previous episode if you want to hear all about that. And also please go follow us on Instagram. It's at college from A to Z with number two. And please message us suggestions for people to interview and questions that you would want us to ask. Yeah, and to kick it off, to kick off our second episode, we have one of my best friends here at Vanderbilt University. His name is Benjamin Wong. Ben, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone.、Uh, first off, I just want to thank、um, Annie and Zinni for inviting me to have a really good conversation about、um, college life and what I do, how I got here, and all that stuff. Um, and just to introduce myself, I'm originally from Jericho, New York, which is a small suburb outside New York City. My majors are human and organizational development and molecular cellular biology. I'm a sophomore currently, and I'm excited to talk about my experience here at Vanderbilt. Yeah. So Ben, can we talk about extracurricular activities that you're involved in? Yeah, sure. So quickly, I'm part of three main organizations on campus. The first one is Students Consulting for Nonprofit Organizations (SCNO). Another one that I'm part of is the Cyber Searle Undergraduate Research Program, and the last one that I'm pretty involved in is Vanderbilt Student Government (VSG). And I'm actually starting a newspaper organization on campus. In terms of what I want to do in the future, I don't know yet, and I feel like a lot of people, as in Zinni and maybe Annie, I don't know,、um, don't really know. What we are going to do in the future, but some aspirations I have. So what you do versus what you want to do is very different.、Um, is to get out into the job field in after college and then come back to get a professional degree. And I don't really know what、um, pr- degree I want yet, whether it be a business degree or a PhD, maybe JD, which is law. I have no idea. Oh wow! So that's a lot that you're involved in.、Um, which one would you say is That you have most interest in? Yeah, so that's a really good question.、Um, I believe the、uh, organization that I think I do the most impact, and also the organization that has the most impact on me,、um, is the SCNO org. So it's Students Consulting for Nonprofit Organizations,、um, probably because it's really unique in that people in the organization get real life experience in working with a nonprofit in Nashville. Um, while also learning the business side of consulting and strategy, really combining two separate worlds together. Yeah. Prior to coming to Vanderbilt, I literally had zero clue what the word consulting meant, and it's like a huge buzzword on Vanderbilt's campus.、Um, so if you want to like talk a little bit about what consulting is, even I'm still not even sure, honestly.、Mm-hmm. So pretty much consulting, I would describe as a. Profession that involves a lot of critical thinking and problem solving, 
So you are pretty much given a problem or a situation at a company, whether it be a really small company that's local, even nonprofit, kind of like what I'm doing with my org, or a huge company like Coke or um, Tesla, maybe even I don't know. Can you like give an example of like a problem that you have? Yeah. Um, so, for example, I was talking to a Deloitte manager, and he was working for a um, the NASCAR company, and he pretty much embarked on a project with his entire team because he was the manager. Um, to how do we make cars faster? So like he didn't really have scientific knowledge. He didn't have like you know physics knowledge or like that kind of engineering background. But being able to work with a whole team of diverse people who can bring their own skills and their knowledge to the table and critical think again and problem solve together, um, they were able to you know change some aspect of the car and um, make it go really fast on the runway. That's really interesting that they would ask a consulting company to solve a problem like making a car go faster. Yeah, it's definitely consulting is not all about you know how do we make more money, how do we cut down costs. It's definitely a lot of different other project topics that a lot of people t- tend to overlook, especially within、yeah. the field of like management consulting. Well,、yeah. so for a CNO, how did you get involved in that? Did you have to apply to be involved? So SCNO, like many other organizations on campus, not just at Vanderbilt as well as other places.、Um, my sister goes to Cornell, and、um, she details her same experiences.、Um, it's pretty much like an application process, very similar to getting a job. I think that's really good、okay. in that、yeah. um, I think people who are interested in joining these business oriented and not not necessarily business oriented, but just organizations in general,、yeah. um, really prepare them for kind of like looking for jobs in the future. I had no idea what I wanted to do at first. I was actually an education studies major、um, because I wanted to become a science teacher.、Um, but I had some nonprofit work in the past,、mm-hmm. um, so I was like, okay, so what are the nonprofit orgs on campus?、Um, and given that Vanderbilt has like 480 plus organizations or something, there's got to be one. And I think SCNO really stood out in that aspect.、Mm-hmm. So it seems like you're involved a lot. How would you say you balance? Out your time. Yeah, like how do you prioritize your Vanderbilt experience? Like, what is the most important thing to you, and what do you always prioritize? And how does that make your experience at Vanderbilt? Well, to answer Annie's first question, it's definitely Google Calendar. So that pretty much. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> Ben's Google Calendar is just blocks of color. Like, like. Yeah, that's my way of like doing coloring books, you know. But in terms of balancing everything, I think that's a issue that everyone faces. How to balance, you know. School, extracurriculars, socials,、um, personal time. Even I think personal is really important in the equation when you're trying to balance. But in terms of what I do the most or what I value the most, I would think it is mainly extracurriculars because I feel like that is providing me the real skills and knowledge and experiences that I'll be able to apply in the workplace or in the future. You know, just. Like as simple as grabbing lunch with someone on my in my organization or on my team, I think that is more applicable to the real world compared to me sitting in a lecture listening to how the cell is created or divides, you know. And it's definitely the interactions I have with the people on Vanderbilt that I think is fundamentally the most important to me. Yeah, I think this is also like a common theme that we're noticing. In our last episode,、um, Joseph said something very similar to this as well, where he feels like. He is gaining like a lot of his skills from the extracurriculars he does, not necessarily like his schoolwork. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. 
And I feel another thing that really teaches you a lot of skills, especially for people who are looking into maybe science careers, is working in a lab. Because I work in a lab, even though I am a HOD major and a science major, not looking to go into medical school. Um, and it's just really interesting to see how um, the different processes you learn in the lab. I'm in a biomedical engineering lab can really be translated into, you know, business strategy. You know, when I do all my case competitions, you know, a lot of these skills are transferable and you'll keep hearing transferable as you, you know, start applying to jobs. And um, yeah, it's another one of the biggest highlights in my Vanderbilt career is working in a lab too. That's interesting. So working in a lab, how did you come across uh, pursuing both science as well as business? Yeah, so pretty much... Again, I came into Vanderbilt not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do, but something about science and education. But my interests definitely changed, and therefore I moved into the HOD major, which is really interdisciplinary, where you're taught pretty much the interpersonal skills and the knowledge and the manpower needed to be able to go into any organization in the future and lead a team, pretty much, um, and learn different aspects of leadership from health and human services to international leadership and development, which are concentrations within the HD program, all the way to even education policy. Um, so as you can see, it's a really diverse major that's focused into kind of developing those similarly applied skills. And to answer a question about how I want to kind of merge science and business, uh, I think in the future, there's going to be a lot of new scientific and technological advancements and a lot of that will involve maybe business and, you know, strategy. So I kind of want to prepare myself to know what's happening in the science field while also developing some of those leadership, management, and business skills. So combining them in the future to really, again, go into maybe a pharmaceuticals company and, or um, become a science professor to kind of merge the two fields together. Hey, Ben, so like, I know that a lot of people who are majoring in science at Vanderbilt, and maybe this is also the case for UH, a lot of people who are majoring in science are also pre-med. And I think that there's kind of this misconception that if you have a science major, there's not much you can do except being a doctor. Like, what would you say to that? You know, Zinni, I get that a lot because I feel there is a really big stigma against the science majors at Vanderbilt and that you know, we, you always hear about general chemistry or intro bio or orgo, which is organic chemistry, mm-hmm. where it's like all the pre-meds are in this class. So therefore, yeah. you must be pre-med if yeah. you're in those class. Um, and also, the professor will be like, raise your hand if you're pre-med. And literally, the entire lecture hall of like 200 students minus bed and a few other people will raise their hands. Like mm-hmm. everyone's pre-med. Yeah. And, and that's really wrong because, you know, if you think about it, all these technological or scientific advancements are headed by researchers in the lab, and they were science majors. You know, what doctors are using inside the surgery room is pretty much found by researchers, people who have no medical background but have an interest in the applications of biochemistry, physics, right? So there's a lot of opportunities with people who are interested in science um, that is not medicine. So I feel like there's a very small community of students at Vanderbilt and I'm pretty sure at other institutions who are looking into going to get their master's or their PhDs in science. Um, and unfortunately, that's a really sad reality because, again, we don't have these researchers to you know, find the next cure for cancer 
what are the doctors going to use, right? Um, so there's a lot of impactful work that science people can definitely do that are not medicine. Um, so business, you know, you can go help out a company with their scientific operations, their tech operations. Um, another thing is, you know, food science, you know, chemistry is pretty much all about food. And I was just talking to my orgo professor and she said that, you know, a lot of chemistry people can go on to working for these big food companies and really help drive change where you're developing, you know, food for millions of, if not billions of people around the world, you know, develop new formulations. Um, so there is a lot of things to do with a science degree, um, unlike what people think, mm-hmm. which is not related to, you know, medicine. Yeah. Or the like. No, I agree because, so at UH, I'm majoring in public health as well as biology, but a lot of my classmates who are majoring in public health and biology, they go into public health route, which they help out people through being an environmental scientist and working on those different components that makes up the entire health system. There are so many different jobs that are open for those who are not pursuing medicine as a doctor. Yeah, I definitely think that's some good advice that if you're a science major, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to med school. And that's like the only way you're going to be successful, because I think that's a pretty like common misconception, maybe just on our campus, but maybe on other campuses as well. I definitely agree. Yeah. So, Ben, so what do you think is the things that make Vanderbilt Vanderbilt? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think... You see, if you go online, remember, like, applying to colleges and all you see is the forums that say, like, work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. And I really think that is a cultural aspect of Vanderbilt and that people really value their education, albeit it might be last minute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Me procrastinating in a library right before a test. But there's also the aspect of really able to have the time to chill out with your friends on a weekend, go out if you want to. Um, I feel like people don't even chill. They just go out really hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like low key, I, we went out like four <laughs> nights in a row this weekend, not to expose ourselves, but go, moving on. Yeah. So you can see, and then there's also um, a big emphasis on Greek life on campus, um, which really makes the campus culture a little bit more interesting and more unique compared to other schools. Yeah. Honestly, I think the Greek life makes the campus very clicky. So if you're in Greek life, it's an entirely different experience from not being in Greek life. Um, and I definitely think that if you're not careful, people like can get pretty segregated when they join Greek life. But at the same time, I definitely do have some good friends who are part of Greek life. Um, and they are inclusive in their mm-hmm. programs and events. Um, so there's definitely an upside to that too. Yeah. Um, and then Ben, can you also talk a bit about what the culture is like at Vanderbilt. So yeah, I guess in a more academic sense mm-hmm. is that, you know, I, I think a lot of institutions say, oh, we're all so collaborative. All the students work together on assignments and do this and that together. But I think Vanderbilt really embodies and upholds that we are really collaborative mindset because you'll see people helping each other do things last minute, um, you know, working on assignments together it's no cutthroat environment, although you can see that in, you know, very intensive tracks like pre-med. But in general, overall, and on average, people really do help each other out in the times that they need it the most. Yeah, absolutely. So I've heard some pretty bad stories at other universities where kids will sabotage each other's lab experiments. And that's completely not the case here at Vandy. 
everyone really wants you to succeed. They'll like share resources so that everyone can succeed together. It's not just them saying, oh, we all want everyone to succeed. Like the students really carry out that kind of mindset. I think Vanderbilt has that collective nature because you guys have a residential campus life, uh, whereas at UH, it's more of a commuting school. So we don't really get to interact with others that much. But at Vandy, I feel like you guys have a time to kind of spend with Mm -hmm. each other, which kind of helps with the collaborating nature. Mm -hmm. And so I know you're working at Merck this summer. How did you like come upon that or like what made you want to work at Merck this summer? So for all of you who don't know what Merck is, it's a big pharmaceuticals company that makes a lot of vaccines. And how I came about the job is through Vanderbilt, actually. I wanted to initially see if I can, you know, trek inside the consulting world. But as a sophomore, it's really hard because there's not many jobs offered um, or internships offered for second year students. So upon talking to a lot of like friends in my SCNO group, and just other seniors who have recruited for consulting and not necessarily had a business-oriented internship their sophomore year, I learned that it was really important to kind of develop a story to tell to the recruiters and the interviewers the following year as a junior when you are actually looking and getting a job. And so I just wanted to explore the pharmaceuticals industry because I did a lot of lab work and that involved me to do a lot of, you know, wet bench and, you know, working with pipettes and all that. But I wanted to see the industry aspect of that and see the applications of all this lab work into developing a product, which is the vaccines and the impact of producing those vaccines in a more operation standpoint or more business-sided perspective. Yeah, I think that like having Merck on your resume really fits well into your story of like, being in so many labs, and then now you have some industry experience. So then when you go recruit junior year for consulting, your story will like make a lot of cohesive sense. Mm -hmm. And then also just as a piece of advice for sophomores in college, while I was pledging my business fraternity, I was told that so freshman year, you really have to just use your connections um, to get a job. And then as a sophomore, like don't stress out if you don't have a job at Google or Facebook, Um, just make sure you do something your sophomore year. Um, And then you'll be able to speak from those experiences. And I found like in my experience that it's it's harder for me to talk about, oh, how do you work well in a team based on my schoolwork? Like I really have to pull from my experiences in the summer or working at a real job in order to answer those questions that they might ask me during recruiting season. And I think that really goes along the lines with the HOD major at Vanderbilt because it is a major that pretty much puts a lot of um, people into groups. Um, but leveraging connections and building relationships is perhaps the number one most important thing that all college students should take away with them in college um, because it will help them in the long run. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like the four years that we have in college, I feel like not only we're going to learn from the lecture, but I feel like we should also try to network with people to be able to learn those leadership skills or being able to connect with each other, you know? Most definitely. (laughs) So again, as I told you, high school was really interesting because both my parents are doctors. I thought I maybe wanted to go into the field of medicine. Um, But then I had a lot of education experiences. You know, I taught piano. I tutored for um, a company for two years. 
And, you know, I really like the idea of becoming a teacher in, uh, specifically in the field of science because I do really like science and I can never imagine myself becoming an English teacher. But <laughs> I came to college and then I realized that that wasn't for me. And that, I think that's another thing that I want to tell a lot of people. And that's completely fine if you want to change. And I know Zinni just changed, right? Yeah, like so many people change their majors a million times in college. Like, for example, like someone I know is a junior and she like just changed her major. So and it's like she only has one year left and she still changed her major. So definitely like don't worry if you don't know what you want to do when you get to college. Like there's no way when you're 17 years old that you want to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. So don't even stress about it at all. And definitely a lot of jobs are super major blind, like consulting, like they take people who major in philosophy or math or like it doesn't even matter a lot of jobs are major blind it's more about how you like present yourself and your interpersonal skills and experiences but yeah sorry going back to ben to really answer um your question is um yeah i would never have imagined myself looking towards a career that i'm interested in currently maybe two years ago like it's completely changed and again, tomorrow it might change as well. Like, I don't know what the heck I might be doing in the next four or five, six, seven years. And although that can be a little scary, I feel that it's totally fine because everyone's gone through it and you're not the only one. And again, college is a place to make connections and really understand what jobs and career stuff is out there. And yeah. Yeah, I think my number one piece of advice for people trying to figure out their lives, like I haven't figured it out, but... Something that has helped me get closer to figuring it out is just talking to a lot of people. Like, go talk to people who worked in positions you want to work in. Um, I think, like, alumni from school are usually, like, very responsive. If you just, like, reach out to them on LinkedIn or, like, send them a cold email, I think they're pretty responsive to, like, you know, trying to help you figure it out. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> what? Not to me. I send out quite a few LinkedIn stuff, but I get no responses. Oh my. Maybe you oh, haven't reached out to enough honestly, people. Honestly, with LinkedIn, the I feel like the hit or miss rate is like 10%. Like reaching out to people is such a numbers game. Um, like a huge skill I learned in college was cold emailing and just not being scared to ask for help. But like, just like reaching out and being like, hey, can we have a conversation for 30 minutes so like I can get a better idea of like, hey, maybe this is a job that I would want to do. All right, moving on from all these career stuff. Um, I want to ask about, so how is the food like at Vanderbilt? How are the food options? Are you satisfied? Yeah, I'm going to speak about this too because I just turned vegan on New Year's. I think everyone doubts I'm going to stick with it, but we'll see. I have complete faith in Zinni. Wow, thank you. So sweet. I think our food is really good despite a lot of the students getting really comfortable with the food options on campus and ending up complaining about it. Um, But I hear like, horror stories about every single day other people in other campuses have like hot dogs hamburgers french fries and you know just the typical college cafeteria food um but here at vanderbilt i think they make a really big effort just taking a step back from everything um where they have like bowls where they can saute kale and spinach and add you know snap peas and healthy vegetables and then a choice of protein or something called ran bowls where like we eat quinoa and you can pile on potatoes and all that stuff. Yeah, there's like so many options at Vandy. And also we have like different like cultural foods as well. So it's not just like hot dogs and fries. Yeah, there's also like pho at one of the res- residential colleges, mm-hmm. cafeterias. Like it's pretty wide variety, even though 
you know, people, you know, once you become a student, you kind of get bored of the food. But like, yeah, if you're an external student, this is like heaven. That's something that UH does not offer. So what food do you have any? I don't even know this. We don't really have dining halls. We have one dining hall, which is like That's a buffet. Crazy. And you just go around. You pay $9 and you get to eat everything from pizza, like salad. But it's mostly American food, right? And like at the student center, we have mcdonald's panda express so it's nothing that's nothing healthy you know so we don't really have that variety of choices for our meal which is sad yeah like i always tell my mom like i actually like my quality of life when i'm like at vandy is like pretty good and i think a big part of that is like the food like they give us so many options um and i feel like people just get really used to good food so then they like find things to complain about but Honestly, like there's so many options. Like it's been really easy for me to be vegan on this campus because like the other day there was vegan steak. Like that's something that you can't really do on the yeah, like, campus. Even at home, how would I even get vegan steak? The rest of my family is like not many dietary restrictions, so And another thing I think Vanderbilt <laughs> offers that not many other colleges do is the Taste of Nashville program. Oh my right? god, yes. So oh, like, yes. you know, every college has like a card, you know, where you can pay yes. this and that. But then Vanderbilt partners up with, you know, 15 to 20 restaurants near campus where you can literally use your car to pay to eat. So like like after the member retreat for my SEO group, I took my team out to Nato, which is like a really nice taco place that's all on a card. And pretty much you don't have to worry about paying out of pocket. Yeah. And we also have stuff like ice cream, Thai food, sushi bowls, like on the card so like it doesn't you don't have to like pay your own money for it which is really nice mm-hmm. yeah so we heard all this like career stuff and you know all about your major but what about your interests okay so on ben's resume it says his interests are white water rafting sustainability gene editing travel photography oh yeah also plug your um travel instagram what is it globetrotter.ben Yes, please go follow him and follow us. Also, French cuisine and stamp collecting. Um, So I don't really know if Ben does... Actually, maybe you do, do do gene editing in your spare time. But yeah, what do you do in your spare time? Like, do you have a lot of spare time at Vandy? Or how do you like split up your time with like academics, extracurriculars, and like just spare time? Hang out with me. <laughs> Again, I feel like another thing that makes Vanderbilt students very different is that, you know, there's always balance needed when you want to kind of juggle everything together and you know though I have like whitewater rafting on my interests in resume um, I don't necessarily have the time you know on a weekend to go in whitewater raft even though I wish to um, and maybe it'll be easier when I bring my car down next year if my parents sent me I'm so excited for him yeah because I another down. thing I like doing is you know going out in nature and you know just hiking um, but I don't have the means to do so because I don't want to pay uber to take me to the middle of nowhere but in terms of other interests I do find myself having time to do um, something that's not listed on there, which is like graphic design. So like I just, I'm finishing up my personal website. Plug the website, go. BenjaminVWong.com. It's super impressive. You guys should go check it out. So yeah, I'm trying to finish up my personal website um, just for myself. And, you know, it can help me, like I'm putting out my resume, but I think it just really helps me have a creative outlet. And I want to start a blog for my kind of travel photography-esque vibe thing. 
um, where I kind of talk about the different cultures of the places I've been to. So coming up in March, spring break, I'm going to Morocco. So I can't wait to like, just like see how people live there. Yeah. My friend is studying abroad um, in France for like a whole semester. He's been doing this thing where he writes like, so he has a private Instagram that he created just for his travel. And he's like updating us um, on every single day of his travel. I think it's super cool. That's so I'm going to be cool. excited for globetrotter.ben to tell us all about his Morocco adventures. Yeah, and I'm planning on studying abroad too, hopefully. Actually working abroad. Oh, okay. Wait, let's talk about study abroad because the number of people on Vanderbilt campus who have told me it was the best four months of their lives, like it's insane. Like like half the people at Vandy go abroad and everybody comes back saying it was like the best experience of their life. Okay, so where do you want to study abroad and like why? Well, I wouldn't really consider myself studying abroad because as part of my major, I have to complete a semester worth of internship. Um, so I want to do it in London, which is pretty much a place that um, the HOD department um, allows the students to go to and work in an organization. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Um, but just to go off of what you said, I know quite a few people also who came back and said that, you know, studying abroad was really stressful. There's also the negative sides of that because, oh, really? yes, like you're away from your friends, you're in a new yeah. environment. So it's really hard to get accustomed to the culture, especially you don't even know the language that is spoken there. Like, some pe- you can go to Spain and not know how to speak Spanish, but I think that experience would be much different if you were a student who knew Spanish or was minoring in Spanish. Um, but I think everyone has, in general, everyone has a really good opinion about studying abroad, and I hope mine is going to veer towards that side. Yeah, that's really exciting. I really want to study abroad, but I don't know if I'll be able to fin- finish on time. Annie, do you want to study abroad? Yeah, well, I definitely do, but... Being in a golf team, I really... Oh, you can't study abroad. Yeah, but if I had an option to, I would go to Spain and study abroad for about four months, right? Yeah. Uh, Because... Do you guys have these things, like, we have these things called Maymesters, so you can take a class for the month of May, and, like, that's kind of comparable to study abroad, so do you guys have something like that, maybe? Maymester, yeah, we do, but usually we play golf tournaments during the summer, so that's nothing... That's yeah, that's something that we can't do. But okay, you spend so much time traveling as an athlete. Like, I feel like you probably have a pretty good like perspective about different like cultures and stuff. Yeah, that's the thing with golf is that it takes you to places that you would not have gone to if you didn't play golf, you know. And just through golf, I met so many people from different countries. And I think that, again, ties back to like having that skills to interact with people from different ethnical background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a really good friend who went to China last year for Maymester, and he had one of the best experiences. Like you can, you know, really ingrain yourself within the culture of China while also learning about the life in a lecture style room, you know. So it's kind of like seeing what you're taught in lecture in the actual place. And I think that's a really good thing about going abroad. Yeah, I wonder how it is like making friends when you're abroad, because like that probably is a challenge of itself. Like the first time you like, go by your or like not the first time but it's probably a lot of people's first time like going to a foreign place like without any previous friendships so I bet like that actually like really helps you grow as a person as well yeah I definitely agree with that um but again I think everyone has their own experiences and you know I think another thing that you people should take a grain of salt with is when people say oh it's the best experience of my life 
um, there's definitely going to be upsides and downsides to that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to wrap it up, Ben, what would be the one last piece of advice that you would like to share? So I think my advice is two pronged. One is directed towards high schoolers, and one is directed towards you know people who are in my position right now, college students, um, whether it be freshmen all the way to seniors. But even though I'm younger than most seniors at the school, it's totally fine. <laughs> Um, but for high schoolers, definitely keep an open mind and understand that whatever you think you're going to do in the future is probably not what you're going to actually do. And that's again, that's a totally fine mindset because your interests are going to change. You're going to be a different person from who you are today. And again, that is fine. And I feel like not many people in the world say that's fine. So that's why I keep saying that's fine. Um, in terms of college students. Definitely go out and leverage and find those connections, and you know, find a mentor out there that can lead you and guide you. Uh, not just one mentor, maybe a few mentors that can help you with different aspects of your life, whether it be socially, academically, even in a career perspective. Yeah, I really want to echo Ben's point about mentors. I talked about this last episode too, but when I reflect on what characteristics are like essential to who I am as a person. Those characteristics have been influenced by someone who is a mentor. Like I've had mentors in my life that really just changed the course of my life. And so like I definitely want to echo Ben's advice about try to find a mentor when you're in college. I think that's really important. Yeah, for me, I've met so many different people that had a huge impact in my life. Especially at Vanderbilt, I was able to meet so many doctors that were able to give me great advice towards pursuing a career in medicine. So I feel like it's very important to take those extra time to connect with people and meet different people. Yeah, that's really good advice, Annie. Um, so thank you so much, Ben, for being on our second episode ever of College from A to Z with Annie and Zinni. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, um, and please check out our Instagram account. It's college from A to Z, but it's the number two, not the word T-O. Please feel free to DM us any people you want us to have a conversation with or any questions that you may have. Just go ahead and DM our Instagram account. And if you'd like to contact me about anything about my experiences or some advice maybe i'd be happy to do so if you want to just reach out to me um through my website yeah that'll be great all right guys that was it for today's episode thank you for listening and we will see you guys next friday